It's time for Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Now, settle down and listen up. It's time for Lax Class. What's up, lacrosse fans? Welcome back to Lax Class. EP191 is about to come your way here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. It's Jake Elliott. It's Tino Farah with you back once again. Tino, happy Monday, man. It's uh, We had a, kind of a weird weather weekend. I don't know why I'm bringing up the weather right off the bat, but how's it going, man? What's, uh, what's happening on your Monday? Man, nothing gets people more fired yeah. up about lacrosse. Right, hook them early, track. right? Hook them early with weather talk. Uh, yeah, it's going good. Um, it's just been like a crazy handful of days here for me. Like just so much, so much shit flying at me at the same time. I got started a new job this weekend. Okay. Uh, I got a, I landed a job as a part-time board operator at uh, AM fourteen ten. Oh, good, good uh, on you, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I got another uh, interview to tomorrow evening uh i don't want to i don't want to like mention what that's going to be for yet but okay that one save the out. news yep. yeah hopefully fingers crossed um no lacrosse for me this weekend none that i played at least uh what did i do yesterday i called um poco versus nanaimo so i got to see justin getty play again for uh back-to-back weekends and don't forget josh mills there right don't forget josh mills yeah of course he had a good night at the face-off dot as well as he usually does had a goal i think last night as well too and then yeah i'm just getting prepped i got my surgery next week right. so uh yeah it's just a lot of stuff going on right now <laughs> so yeah you're getting uh well you're getting a little surgery nothing to be too alarmed about but you're gonna have to go on the ir for next week most likely so yep. we'll probably bring uh evan back for 192 uh what about yeah, candidate man what'd you do for candidate uh, what did I do for Canada Day? Uh, I well, I worked in the morning, um, huh. and then uh, in the afternoon, got home, got off a little bit early, and went down to White Rock Beach. You love uh, it down there, right? Yeah, I mean, well, so my girlfriend's mom lives down there, so there's it's it's good because we always have parking for the most part, ah, that's which is key. super helpful. That's a key. But uh, yeah, hanging out on the beach, we had like the some music going on behind us, all the festivities going on up there, so that was really nice. And uh, yeah, came home, ate some dinner, and uh, watched the new season of Stranger Things. Oh, like you're the final. Into that. I watched the first one of that, and I tried to kind of start to watch the second. I just, eh, I don't know. Uh, you're missing out, Jumbo. Get on the bandwagon. Man. I, yeah, I'm, I'm on to other things. Mayor Kingstown is what I've been watching lately. Uh, check Unreal. that out. Check that out. My candidate, Tino, thanks for asking. I, I spent a little differently this year by going to my very first powwow uh, out there in mission on, on Friday. And I posted up a little story on Instagram with some pictures and, and a couple videos. Tino, this was an experience like nothing else I have ever seen, been a part of. Oh man. I highly recommend like if you have a chance I've already been invited to another one uh by my my boy Wesley in Langley coming up in September. You know, Danny Danny's part indigenous and with everything that's going on in our world right now, I just felt like that was the proper way and and she she was she was the instigator of it. She said this, you know, we should go do this. And I I never even crossed my mind to do like I didn't know there was a powwow going on, but she did. So it felt right, you know, to 
celebrate Canada Day that way with the Indigenous. And, you know, there was one lady there kind of decked out in red and white and rhinestones. And, you know, it's kind of like, read the room, lady. Like, everybody's in orange. And it was a little little cringy. But, uh, <laughs> man, you know, you, I had never seen been around anything like that with you know all the traditional regalia and you know these drum circles going on and the ceremony and the dancing and you know they go through the stages with the tiny tots the kids would come out and then the the junior division and then the females and Tino I'm telling you if you get a chance to experience and you know I was probably one of 10 non-indigenous people there which gives you a perspective on how they may feel in certain situations as well, but they were all very welcoming and man, um, it, it was a, a bit of a life changer, man, and a huge eye opener and, and a day and a Canada day that, that I'll never forget. And, and listen, this may be the way I, I go about it here uh, moving forward in my life because they don't really celebrate the flag and Canada day and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's a little different, right. For them. And, and, it's a lot different, and and it was really cool to be on the other side of it. Yeah, you can hear, like, just hearing you talk about it, I can hear, like, the raw emotion in your voice. It's, it's very cool. I would love to be able to, one day, if, if an opportunity arises, I would love to be able to take advantage and maybe take a look at what it looks like. But, yeah, you're, you're definitely selling it. And I saw your post on Instagram and stuff like that, like, seeing it from, I mean, through the perspective of my phone screen, but yeah, uh, yeah, it looks, looked incredible. So hopefully one day that would be awesome. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Speaking of that, just before we get in, I'll, I'll let, uh, well, let's do this. And then I, no, I'm going to do this first. Speaking (laughs) of kind of politics and everything, Tino, I wasn't really sure whether I was going to bring this up or not, but I'm not going to get into the whole reason why I'm bringing it up, but I just want to say this, that. There's certain issues that go on in life that are a little bit bigger or a lot bigger than lacrosse. You know, one of them is is what our Indigenous peoples have been dealing with throughout the test of time here. The other big topic going on right now is what is happening with abortion down in the States. And I put up a post on Instagram that got a bit of a reaction from somebody, and I'm not naming any names or anything, but it kind of came around to me that, you know, talking politics or whatever it may be on the podcast that's not lacrosse related may drive listeners away if not only they're not interested in that or have a differing opinion or uh, viewpoint of some of these issues. And my reply, my rebuttal to them was, if, if you don't like it, don't listen essentially, uh, if I can put it bluntly. And like I said, some things are bigger than the sport of lacrosse. And I'm going to talk, I have a platform to speak about these things, share my opinion, share my viewpoint, as do you, Tino. And I I don't take that lightly. And again, not everybody is going to agree with my opinion or my viewpoint. And that's okay. And we can have a conversation about it if you like. And the other option is for you to just not listen. Because I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not going to change. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. But at the end of the day, this is my podcast. And I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. And so can you. Yeah. And what you said right off the bat there about certain things in life are bigger than lacrosse. Like that's the overwhelming, I guess, common denominator between like what you're, I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's mostly how I feel. I would say is just when there's something 
going on in the world that's as large and impactful as what's going on right now, whether you agree or disagree with it or whatever your opinion may be, you yourself, like Jake, have invented this platform. Um, I'm lucky enough to be riding your coattails here. If you want to talk about it, if I want to talk about it, that's up to us. If people have a problem with it, exactly like you said, they can whatever, turn it off for an episode. Maybe we lose a follower, whatever it may be. But if we lose somebody because A, they disagree with our opinion or B, they, they're essentially saying, you know, like the whole shut up and dribble kind of thing, mm. then you know what? Honestly, good riddance. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think you can say it any better than that. So I just kind of wanted to get that off my chest. It's kind of been sitting in my gut since we hit the record button here and uh, glad I did it. Now, Tina. Uh, three periods here on EP191. We know this now. Third period, Evan's back. Locks, glass, locks. We've got to figure this out a little bit. we got the World Games going on. We're going to talk to Evan a lot about that because he's kind of Mr. International lacrosse guy, you know, being from Bermuda and all that, you know. Um, so we'll talk <laughs> to Evan about the World Games. We'll get our lax glass locks in. And we got our report cards are back presented by Stampede Tech as well remind me about that tina because i forgot to mention stampede about report cards last week and i can't do that again so you got holding you responsible on that (laughs) uh so report cards locks in period three period number two looking forward to this tino brand new head coach of the vancouver warriors just going into the ontario lacrosse hall of fame as well Looking forward to this conversation. Dingo, Troy Cordingly is on the podcast in period number two. Of course, our Stampede Tack and Western Wear Stallions in period one here. And a little thing we like to call the big focus. Big focus. Big focus. Focus. Another than a big focus. Focus. Big focus. Big focus. That's focus. Big focus. Uh, big focus. Uh, get used to that, Tina. I do that every time now, too. Uh, big focus here in period number one. You know what, Tina? Recording on a Monday can be a bit of a double edge. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, the news of the weekend, we're first to it. We get it first out. But oftentimes leagues and teams and what have you will drop news on a Tuesday or Wednesday just after the podcast is released. So then we have to wait four or five days for it to roll around again. So we can talk about it here on Lax Glass. But this is too big of a deal not to talk about here as the NLL awards were announced uh, just a matter of days ago, like I mentioned. And where would you like to begin, young man? Uh, MVP, I suppose, is a good place to start. As uh, two-timer now, Dane Smith is your National Lacrosse League MVP. Yeah, and not really much of a surprise there. Uh, Every weekend, it seemed like we were talking about how many points Dane Smith was putting up. I think there was like maybe one or two weekends where he had like sub three points, like maybe, but otherwise, like what? He was putting five, six, seven points per weekend goals assists like it's that one's a little bit tough in a way because the buffalo offense is so star-studded and you know like if you take dane smith out of the equation like it's a legitimate question to be able to ask like okay maybe josh Byrne is the mvp then or you know maybe someone else steps up you never know but dane smith a very worthy candidate 
yeah, I, I yeah, it's, no, it's right. hard to argue with his point totals. No doubt. And uh, man, oh man, shattered Matthews' assist record here, and should have broke his own record. And I get like we had him on, and he said, you know what? At the end of the day, I was breaking my own record. It's probably not that big of a deal. But uh, what a season from Dane Smith, who was your MVP, rookie of the year. Imagine if this guy played every game, Tino. What he did in 16 games instead of 18 is absolutely remarkable. I, When I was talking to the, the boys over at LSN before the season, talking about Teat and what the expectation was going to be for him, I was like, yeah, you know, if they can put up three, four points a game and, you know, get to 80, 85, like, I think that's a super successful year for a rookie in the National Lacrosse League. 108 in 16 games, 37 goals, 71 assists, uh, over a hundred and loose balls as well. Any other year, rebowering is winning this award, but Jeff T, I, I, you can't deny it. You just can't. Yeah. I just, it, it's so funny too. Like I saw Curtis Dixon tweeted this past weekend, like, cause Jeff T is obviously playing in the PLL right now uh, for the Atlas lacrosse club. And I'm paraphrasing, but uh, Curtis said something along the lines of, like how unfair it is that Jeff T just looks so effortless when he's playing lacrosse. And I think effortless is, is the word that was consistently being used for most of the season in the, in the shortened games that he did end up playing. Like he hardly looks like he's even trying. And even like after the game, like win or lose, he still kind of has that same expression on his face. And honestly, if you, I don't know if you've been following along with some of those, uh, the courier brothers or whatever videos. That the the those same expression that Jeff Teed has in those videos is the same expression that he has like win or loss, which yeah. is kind of hilarious. Just ice water in his veins, man. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Desnew, your defender here, and uh, I know the folks there in Banditland not too happy. Steve Pariolo has not won this award yet, and I, you know, I'm there with it. Like I think pre before it's all said and done here is is getting one, but he just ran up against Desnew who. I mean, he, being a former bandit, can't ease that pain any any less either. But what a season for Disney, who just, like, exploded onto the scene and had a career year, and he is your defender of the year. Yeah, I, I don't remember who it was that said this earlier in the year, but somebody, like, texted me saying, like, when did Disney become a piece of shit to play against all of a sudden? <laughs> like, he's, like, just such a hard defender to go up against, and he's so gritty, but... It almost seemed like when he got to Toronto, that's when he, I mean, there was the gap there too, right? Two years off. And he just like kept working while he was away from the game. And he was like another three, four or five levels above where he was when we last saw him play. Yeah. And maybe that was like the move to Toronto might've been exactly what he needed for his career. Like kind of getting away from all the names and, and the powerhouse that is the Buffalo bandits to be able to go to Toronto where maybe he has a bigger role and then some bigger shoes to fill. And I think if, if I'm reading this correctly, I think I saw that he was averaging like a block per game, which, you know, like you got to put your body on the line in these games to be able to put your, your team over the edge. And this new is clearly that guy and he, and he shined in Toronto. So I, I do, I agree with you. I think Priolo could have uh, could have been up there as well. He certainly is a worthy candidate, without a doubt. But I, I'm happy for just new. I think uh, I, I think this is going to look good on his resume. Courier new record and caused turnovers over <laughs> and over 200. Like there's, you know that that is a clean sweep there for Zach Courier. He just was on another planet this season. Some dude named Matt Vince won 
goaltender of the year. I don't, is he a first time winner, Tino? The I, goat, maybe? Uh, Matt Vince, first time? No. Oh, it looks like he's won twice, three, four, six. <laughs> Eight times this guy has won the goaltender of the year, Matt Vince. Uh, yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah. No, he's all right. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, second, well, so your your first team all stars: Joey Rez, Dane Smith, Zach Courier, Steve Perillo, Mitch Disnew, and Matt Vince. Second team: Ryan Lee, Jeff T, Challen Rogers, Latrell Harris, Kyle Rubish, and Nick Rose. Any issues with any of those guys? Team? No, not at all. And I'm glad to see Latrell Harris getting some love. Everyone at uh, if if you've been following the cross flash for a long time, you know that you know that we love some some uh, Latrell Harris love. So yeah, happy to see him. Absolutely, uh, rookie team is pretty good as well. Reed Bowering, Patrick Dodds, TN One, DeHogan and a Coke, Steve Orleman, Ryan Smith, and that Jeff T guy as well. <laughs> Do you remember uh, the World Cup of Hockey a handful of years ago when there was like that team North America and it was all like the kids? Yeah, it was. Do you awful. remember that? Yeah, it was awful. This team, like, but they were like sick. Like, they were like an unreal team. It was just dumb. Like, you're playing for a continent instead of your yeah. instead of your country. Yeah, I but didn't like that. Didn't like this that. this team like reminds me of this of that. Like, th- this is a legitimate lineup. They could dummy a lot of these <laughs> opposing <laughs> they, teams in the league. <laughs> they could, they could for sure. Uh, what else do we got to get in here? Lyle Thompson wins your sportsmanship award. Jared Thompson, my man, wins teammate of the year. Uh, TK is your Les Bartley head coach of the year. Uh, Co-host of Lax Class, former co-host of Lax Class, Jamie Dowick. He also kind of owns the Toronto Rock. He is your executive of the year. Steve Dietrich, I'm a little surprised at this, but when you sit back and think about it, you probably shouldn't be surprised, but tying Derek Keenan. For three-time GM of the year. How about it from Chugger? And uh, last but certainly not least, Santino, very own lacrosse flash Patrick Gregoire, lacrosse superstar, is your Tom Borelli Award winner this season. Well done to Patty. And the rest of the winners. And, congratulations oh yeah, all congratulations the to everybody. Yeah, I suppose we can... <laughs> Us media guys get a little excited about the Borelli. Uh So there you go. So that was the big focus. Congrats to all the award winners and all the nominees for that matter. Uh, it's an honor just to get to the to the final three there. Let's uh, do this, Tino. You get the Wranglers ready. Pull on the, uh, well, you can wear some Blundstones to ride a horse. Why not? Put on a Stets in. We're heading for the Stampede Tax Tables. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> hey. I wish it's like should be a crime that that the listeners of Lacrosse Classified don't get to watch you make these noises like I do. Because this I'm is I'm not even staring at my camera, so I forget that you're watching me actually. This <laughs> is content. <laughs> All right. Uh we have reached the Stampede Tack in Western Wear Stables, clearly. <laughs> Uh, what can I tell you? Just like the action in lacrosse never stops, neither do you. And that's why Stampede Tack and Western Wear keeps working hard as well. To keep up with you, they have all the items that you need to get you through your workday or whatever 
you may find yourself doing. You keep hearing about their awesome selection of boots and hats, and that's because it's true. From coast to coast, they have one of the best selections available. Whether for work or play, you'll find it at Stampede Tack and Western Wear out there in Cloverdale, the Dale, as they call the lo- the locals call it, the Dale, I think, you know, since 1966 or online, because shopping online is still shopping local, stampede.ca is where you go for that. Stampede Stallions of the Week, Tino. Who you got? Hey, first of all, before I before I uh, uh, announce my winner, I need I need anybody, any listener in Cloverdale, to to come forward <laughs> and <laughs> confirm or deny if anybody has ever called it the Dale before. Okay, okay. <laughs> but anyways, uh, my Stampede Stallion of the Week, the right-handed offensive player for the Nanaimo Timberman, Timberman in the Junior A Lacrosse League, Mr. Jacob Dunbar. Oh, junior. Okay, I like it. Oh, yeah. He what had himself this week? He had himself a six-point night last night, five goals, one assist against the Poco Saints to end their regular season, and an eight-point night on Saturday night, just crushing these offensive numbers. He's like a man on a mission. Last night watching him, I've gotten to see him a couple times this season already, but yeah. – Every time he's on the floor, like that, he gets the ball immediately. He's the quarterback of that offense, and you can see these defenses almost immediately start to back towards their net. Like the kids got know, pro experience, you know, and, and like you can see it obviously out there. It's yeah, he's he's scaring a lot of these defenses, and uh, yeah, had himself a hell of a weekend. Well, there you go. Welcome to the stable, to Jake Dunbar. Um, I'm sticking close to home or to Nanaimo, I should say as well, double dipping on the team. And as I'm going senior team in for Colton Lidstone, who put up six points against the Shamrocks for the Nanaimo Timberman, who got it done over Victoria on their home floor. We got to talk about that maybe a bit later. I don't know if you saw that scrap between Mitchell and McCullough blood everywhere, all over the floor. I mean, Nanaimo, I'm telling you this team, should cause some concern around the league here for the rest of the WLA. They're starting to heat up. And Colton Lidstone, a big part of that. So double dipping on the team end this week. Jake Dunbar, Colton Lidstone, you are this week's Stampede Stallions of the Week. Welcome to the stable, fellas. Tina, we got to get to break. We got the head coach, the brand new one of the Vancouver Warriors on the other side, Troy Cordingly joins us in period two right here lacrosse flash podcast network associated labels and packaging a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service with 40 years of experience an extensive product catalog and an ever-growing fleet of equipment associated labels and packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level Hey, this is NLL Hall of Famer Steve Toll. You're listening to Lax Class, your go-to source for all things NLL and box across. Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified as we're into period number two here on EP191. Period number two brought to you by, well, you just heard it right there, the good folks at Associated Labels and Packaging. And of course, Rycor Construction as well. They make it stand out. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Rycor Construction Inc. or the website www.rycorconstruction.ca. Family owned, 
right here in the lower mainland, residential, interior, exterior, tons of experience. Make it stand out, Rycor Construction, this guy right here. Join the podcast for the first time. He's about to go into the Ontario Lacrosse Hall of Fame. He's won multiple championships in Senior A and the National Lacrosse League. It's my pal Dingo, Troy Cordenly on the pod. Uh, Troy, welcome to Lax Class, man, and congratulations on becoming the head coach of the Vancouver Warriors. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to this. We are looking forward to it as well. Well, let's uh, tell me this, Troy. Um, I, when you heard the news that uh, there was a coaching change in Vancouver, did you just hop on that immediately and, and something you were interested in right away? Or uh, did Dan reach out to you to see if you were interested? Uh, I think it was a, uh, Ken Thomas and I go way back and uh, play junior together in, in Coquitlam. Um, and, you know, we always chat, you know, with me being assistant GM in, in Buffalo and him and him being assistant GM in, in Vancouver. A lot of discussions of other things over the, the years. And, and um, you know, um, after we were um, um, finished the championship against Colorado, uh, I think we both just connected with each other and, and started to uh, talk about things and, and it just developed from there. And, and Ken was, or um, Dan was uh, obviously involved as well. And, um, you know, we just went from there. Have you had an opportunity to, to kind of decompress from the finals that just, that just passed by? Like, have you, uh, do you have any thoughts on how, obviously not the result you wanted, but do you have any overall thoughts on, on the series as a whole? Um, I do, but you know, <laughs> try and I've keep it clean. On. Try, try and keep it clean. Yeah. No, no, I, I've moved on. Obviously, you know, um, it, it's so difficult to win the championship in this league, especially with the how tight the, the league is, and you know, you have to be injury free, so to speak, and, and things like that. But Colorado proved to everybody that team first is uh, the biggest weapon, and and you know, they're 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 the champs, and they deserve to be the champs, and and you know um kudos to them yeah it's uh, it's that's tough to just go right at him off the first question there, right, <laughs> Tina? holy shit only softballs yeah now. no that's okay uh troy what excites you about this vancouver warriors club uh, i like the pieces i i really uh you know some young pieces um that you can build with um you know and and uh, what you know, it's a, it's going to be a challenge, and and you know, I've spoken to a few uh, people in the in organization, and and they, you know, they want to get to the playoffs and and do a lot better than what they've done in the past, and and you know, um, it, it's going to take time, and it's going to take um, you know, all pieces from from. Uh, the top to the bottom or whatever way you want to put it. It's just not the players on the floor. Um, and, and we all have to be pulling the rope in the same direction. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. It's going to be a challenge. Um, but I know that uh, the coaching staff, uh, you know, we're, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, you're, you're bringing Phil Sanderson along with you and, and Phil's going to run the offense. And, and I think a lot of people, well, I don't know about a lot of people, but a lot of people saying, as I say a lot of people again, that, well, isn't Flip a D guy? How is he going to coach the offense? But we've seen examples of this. I mean, look at the Colorado Mammoth Championship uh, coaching staff right there. Jason Bishop, predominantly a, a D guy his entire playing career, but he's coaching offense. This is a transition 
that professional athletes, professional lacrossers, and, and guys with the knowledge that Flip has are able to make that transition pretty easily. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like when I first started uh, a long time ago, I was Darius Kilgore's assistant coach and, and he asked me to coach D and, and I loved it because I knew what kind of defense I hated to play against because as an offensive player, right. And, and, you know, Flipper is the same way, you know, he's coached uh, um, uh, defense mostly, but he is a guy that um, is a, um, you know, as a student of the game and, and, you know, he, he knows the offenses that, that have given his defenses trouble and, and, you know, and he was a defender, what kind of offensive players drove him crazy in that. So uh, I just like that the, the fact that, uh, you know, um, Flip is a, uh, is a solid dude and he is a, a very intelligent lacrosse mind. And then you got Curtis Hodgson who will work the D and by all accounts, pretty successful guys really bought into the system that hard. How well do you know Curtis and, and what do you think of his coaching style so far? Um, I, I, I'm just starting to get to know Curtis. Uh, but what I do like is, um, you know, he, the way he presented himself when he was a player uh, and now as a coach, great communicator. Um, and, you know, he's a guy that's willing to, to, um, you know, get in the trenches and do the dirty work and, and um, you know, help this team out. And, and, and I do know, um, you know, speaking with some players, uh, he is a very highly guys just love him. Basically, they just you know they, they will go through the wall for him, and and that's what we want. Uh, Troy, I'm not sure how much of the Warriors you got to watch last season or in the last handful of seasons, but what do you like about the makeup of their team? And on top of that, what what do you think you're able to bring from your experience to try to flip the script a little bit to try to get them? Uh, back on the winning ways well, well I, I like that they're competing in every game um you know and, and you know it's easy for people to finger point and say oh you know they're up seven on Colorado twice and law well you know sometimes that stuff happens right and and um you know and, and sometimes as a coach you make adjustments and it still doesn't work and, and that but I think the thing that you know I'm going to bring is, is the work ethic, the accountability. So guys, the, the, the 17 players that are playing in the, in the game that night, they're going to earn it. They're going to earn their spot. And, and that's the way it's got to be because, you know, if I don't, or the coaching staff doesn't make tough decisions, then we're letting everybody else down in the organization. And that's, that's not going to happen. Uh, um, you know, not while, um, not while I'm there anyways, you know, we just got, we have to, first and foremost we have to be a team and there can't be anybody worried about personal accolades or anything like that it's because it just doesn't work here with the head coach of the vancouver warriors troy accordingly and try I mean, it's no secret you coach with some fire and and some passion and i think that's an injection that this team needs with that being said i think every coach that is in coaching then steps back from coaching for a year or two and then gets back into coaching, really learns and evaluates themselves in that time. What did I do well? What did I not do so well? What do I need to do more of or less of or better? What can you take from a self-assessment from your time away from coaching that you'll implement coming back in? Well, definitely, you're definitely right, uh, Jake, that you do sit back and look in the mirror a little bit and, and you know, evaluate yourself. And, and, you know, with the two years of COVID, you know, it's, it was, it was, it was good. It was a good time away. It was a good time to evaluate. Uh, I think the biggest thing for, for me is, is just to have a little bit more control 
um, you know, with my emotions and things like that, you know, because I, I know I have high compete level. Sometimes it gets the best of me. Um, you know, you just you can't take that away from you though, Troy, right? That's no, part of no, who no. you are. Right. But, but I'm not like what I was going to lead to is, is I just got to pick my spots and, 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 you know, and another thing is the communication part is, is, is a huge thing. And it's just not with the players. It's, it's with everybody in the organization. And, and I truly believe when everybody in the organization is talking the same talk and thinking the same and working the same, then, you know, it just rubs off on the players and, and we just, uh, you know, success will follow. Speaking of uh, communication with everybody, have you had a chance to reach out to a lot of the players or, or uh, many other people on the team? Uh, no, not quite yet. Um, so I was, uh, um, I was, uh, I, I, I'm coaching here in, in uh, Ontario here, coach the Memico Junior A, so it's real busy. Um, I'm going to reach out to a couple guys. I have reached out to a couple guys, but I'm going to reach out to some more. Uh, and then I'm heading down um, middle of the week to watch my daughter play for Team Canada. So I was going to ask it. you about that. I figured the math was a little too easy to put the dots together there. Accordingly, playing for Team Canada and and the girl can play now, Troy. I've been watching this uh, this stuff, this tournament, and didn't little chip off the old block there. I gotta say. Well, I'm just glad she has her mother's uh, athleticism. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a fun time for for our family. To, you know, for her to to reap the, the uh, rewards for all the hard work that she's put in. And, and, you know, um, so we're just, we're just happy that. Uh, yeah. That's exciting know. stuff uh, here with Troy accordingly. Um, where do I want to go next here? A lot of people asking me, are you, are you relocating? Are you moving to Vancouver here now that you've become the head coach of the Vancouver Warriors or is there going to be a little commuting in there? Uh, at the beginning, there's going to be commuting. Uh, I'm a grade two teacher here in in Ontario, and I retire in January. After January, I will probably relocate for the rest of the year. So, um, yeah, that, that you know that puts a little bit of a wrench in it. But you know, um, if we're organized and we do the things that we we plan to do, then I, I got to stop you here, Troy, because it blows my mind that you are a grade two teacher not that you're a teacher but i i have a hard time picturing troy accordingly lacrosse coach teaching elementary school grade tours what is a what is a day in the life of a grade two teacher look like what sort of things are you doing with with your class i need to know this we're having a ton of fun is what we're doing so you know make it as fun as possible with the kids because uh, you know you're the the building blocks of, of their education and you want them to to enjoy it and stay in it so you know um singing and games we, and running around and oh yeah lots of that lots of that and lots of lots of pop schools this past <laughs> June, June. the bribing I, yeah that's the yeah, way to go. yeah a little bit of bribing anything, anything to make it through the year i got you um, I'm wondering, uh, did, is, is coaching something that you always saw yourself getting into, or is that something that you just started to think about as you got towards the end of your, your playing days? I, like I did coach when I was playing, I coached minor, my, my father always said to me, give back more than you take. And, and that was the game of lacrosse. And, you know, it's always stuck in my head because I've had some tremendous coaches all the way up and people that you know, we're, we're, you know, cared for, for, for the players on the team and myself and things like that. And so I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to live by that and, and give back way more than I've taken. Um, so I did do that. And then when I retired, 
Sean Williams, um, you know, asked me if I was interested in um, coaching Brooklyn Redmond. And, um, you know, I had some coaching experience, but not with men. And, and so the Brooklyn Redmond executive reached out to me and, and I took that job, which, you know, was, was, uh, was a great time, you know, doing that, learned a lot of, a lot of lessons early. Uh, and then I've just stayed in it. And then um, uh, the year after, Darius Kogor asked me if he wanted to be an assistant coach with the Bandits. So I hopped on that. And um, Not saying no to that, Petra. <laughs> no, no, I've been doing it ever since. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, man, you're you're going into the Hall of Fame, which congratulations on that. I can't believe you weren't in there already. But just Thank to turn you. it back to, to the Warriors here for a second, looks like you guys are probably going to get the number four pick. And I know you're – you know, new to the to the team, but uh, looking from the outside in and now looking inside in, do you have an idea on what area you want to go to supplement your roster? Or are you just thinking maybe best player available when you're picking that high? Uh, best player possible, right? Because, you know, if it's an old guy, you know, like Charlotte Beatty's last year, if it's a D guy, like Bowering D transition guy, like you just, you these are good high quality players coming into the league. Um, so, you know, you, you, uh, I'm a firm believer in taking the best player possible and, and, you know, whoever's there at, uh, I think we're, are we four or three? I can't remember. I can't, I, it's either three, one or the other, one or the other. Yeah. So, so what, but anyways, it doesn't matter. Whoever's the best player there is who, um, who, uh, we will take. All right, Matt. Well, maybe give me a quick Mimico update here before we get you on your way. We don't talk a ton of Ontario Junior A lacrosse on here, but uh, we can right now. How's the the double blue doing this season? Uh, we're we're okay. We started off nine and zero. Um, well, that's all right. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it's okay. We're now. I think we're thirteen and four. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're struggling a little bit here, you know, getting, uh, trying to prepare for the playoffs. Are you guys uh, hosting, right? So. Is it Mimico hosting or is it Brampton? Uh, no, well, it's Ontario. So I think the Ontario, well, the, uh, Ontario junior, it's in Brampton, but Brampton's not the host. Uh, I think it's gotcha. all the teams are working together to, okay. to host because of COVID and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. there's, um, you know, we need everybody to support each other here. Um, so yeah, so, so we're, we're, we're 13 and four right now and, and we've got a lot of, a lot of work to do. Any deadline deals to, to bolster the roster for a run here or what? Uh, no, no, we, uh, you know, we, we made, uh, um, some trades early in the year, okay. uh, so that we'd have the guys, um, for the full season instead of, you know, throwing them in the lineup going into the playoffs, you know, we want them to, to know our systems and things like that. And so we made a lot of trades early in the year and in the off season. Makes sense, man. Uh, say hi to the, the commission, Colleen and Shani and all the good folks there in, in Mimico. Best of luck, uh, with, with those guys throughout the summer. And we'll look forward to the entry draft and training camp. We'll be here before you know it. Look forward to seeing you out here in Vancouver. Thanks, fellas. I appreciate this. There you go. Troy Cordenly, new coach of the Vancouver Warriors, Tino. And, uh, exclusive right there. First time we've heard from him since taking the job and, Got a lot of faith in this guy, Tino. He's a winner wherever he's been, and I think he's going to get the most out of these Vancouver Warrior guys. It may be a bit of a, a culture shock to some. I'll, I'll say that. This is going to be a new brand of coaching that I think a lot of these players have never experienced before, but he's proven it. He's got the rings to show for it, Tino, and I'm looking forward to seeing Troy Cordley on the Warriors bench. Yeah, it's hard for me to not have my like Warriors fan 
hat on here. Um, but just speaking with him and then hearing the news prior to that as well, like I'm so excited for this coming season just to see what the change is like. And hopefully, hopefully we can, uh, we can get a winning season here in Vancouver and start to make some headway towards the championship. Well, listen, Flipper's got a handful of rings too. So I bring it on. Uh, let's, let's move on Tino. let's get to period three here. Evan's back. We got report cards and lax class locks coming up on EP 191. We're back after this. Double overtime. Game seven. Mitch Jones into the middle. Got rim. Got a shot. Scores. Mitch Jones puts the bellies into the finals. Stolen by Mike Messenger. Twisting, turning, scoring. They can taste it. Listen to this place again. You know, the Canadian Army could use a tank like Mike Messenger. Time now for the Kings of Queen's Park, brought to you by the new Westminster Salmon Bellies. It's time to show a little love for the union, the goalie union. The backbone of any good franchise is the goalie, and the Salmon Bellies have had their share of stud tenders over the decades. Actually, the Bellies have had the league's top goalie award winner 20 times since 1960, led by four-time winners Joe Como in the 70s and Matt Disher in the late 90s and early 2000s. Though no goalie numbers are retired in Queen's Park Arena, they'd be missing a few man cut banners if it wasn't for the likes of Mike Kelly award winner Les Norman in 65, Rick Mang's ridiculous 5.3 goals against average in 91, or the 1-2 Rod Bannister Sean Quinlan punch throughout the 80s. Norman, Mang, Bannister, and Como were all in the Canadian Lacrosse Hall of Fame, along with Belly's goalie of the 1950s, Harry Preston. I'd cast a vote for Matt Disher right now if it was on the table. Someone make that happen. Special shout-out goes to Skip Jolly, Belly starter in 1975, just because I wanted to say his name, Skip Jolly, and the Tyler Richards-Matt Roik duo from 2008 to 2010 also deserved a Man Cup and came so close. You only go as far as a goalie will take you in the playoffs, and the 24-man cups the bellies have won prove they've had some special talent between the pipes over the years. Maybe the best goaltender handle on social media, Tendy Bear, Zach Higgins, and the bellies are back home Thursday night against the Coquilla Madnax. Tickets and info at salmonbellies.com. I'm Brad Challoner. That was this week's Kings of Queen's Park. Welcome back to Lax Class, uh, Kings of Queens Park. Once again, brought to you by the Westminster Salmon Bellies. Maybe kind of wondering why you're hearing this little ditty in the background as we welcome you back to period number three here on EP 191. Uh, shout out to Brad and the new Westminster Salmon Bellies, Kings of Queens Park. Don't forget, coming up on. Thursday. All right, enough of this crap here. <laughs> uh, coming up on Thursday is the Stonehouse Open House for the New Westminster Sandbellies. Alumni on hand, extended barbecue, and a tour of Queen's Park Arena. You can get inside the dressing room, all around the barn, check out the history of the old gal, and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff going on. Alumni game as well going on. Uh, might try and Dust off the sneakers. Get out there for a run on Queens Park Thursday night before the Big Bellies game. Check out all the information at salmonbellies.com. Now I got that stuff.
stupid song stuck in my head. Evan Sheminar, welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> biggest Atlanta Miles fan on the planet, apparently. Not not the biggest Atlanta Miles fan on the planet, but okay. So here's the question: the question was posed. You had to pick one song from a Canadian artist to listen to 30 hours on repeat, uh-huh. okay? Yeah. If I'm going to listen to a song from a Canadian artist on repeat, it's got to be something mellow because I don't think I could take an adrenaline rush for 30 straight hours. Well, nobody said you had to, Evan, but out of all the Canadian <laughs> artists in music history... yeah. Alana Miles Black Velvet is your go-to for 30 hours straight? Because it's nice and mellow and it's a Well, why not song? the Canadian songbird uh, Anne Murray then or Reba McIntyre, Evan? Like what is Alana well, Miles? Well, well, okay, when is Reba a Canadian? Like uh, like I know that one first, but <laughs> you know, you know, like I said, it's just got to be something nice and mellow that you can relax to and I could handle that for 30 hours, I think. If I was forced to pick one, that's it. <laughs> Questionable. I, I don't even know what to Tino, you got you gotta Tino's too young to understand. Hey, this, you think. watch it, man. <laughs> you, you, you're 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 complaining that you're too young. Okay. <laughs> you would have been okay, what, Montel that Montel Jordan or Atlanta Mile Seven. What uh yeah, gun to your head. For thirty hours. Oh, <laughs> Okay, I'll go with Montel by a hair. <laughs> Montel by one playthrough. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, enough of that. It's time for Lax Class Report Cards. Settle down, class. Today is Report Card Day. Today is Report Card Day. It's Report Card Day. Lax Glass Report Cards, Tino, you didn't even remind me, are brought to you by Stampede Tack and Western Wear. Did you know that Stampede Tack is more than just a Western Wear store? They carry a wide selection of Carhartt hoodies, jackets, t-shirts, ball caps, and more. Are you tired of spending your good money on a belt only to have it last a few months? Not a problem at Stampede Tack and Western Wear. Full grain leather belts that last Stampede.ca, we're shopping online, is still shopping local. Belts, Stampede Tack. Report cards here, guys. Uh, where do we want to go? Tino, I, got, I, I think we're going House of Positivity this week for the most part here. Uh, Tino, you start. Okay, well, first of all, I'm gonna I'm not going to let you throw me under the bus. Uh, to the listeners, I did remind Jumbo off air. All right. Thank you, you did, very you much. Did. All right, fine. Yeah, watch it, pal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for uh, report cards, I went with the, the kind of lacrosse community as a whole last week, and I'm going to sort of do that again this week in a way. The grade that they're getting is a, we're going to go with a B. Um, I'm going to start with the WLA for giving their guys the long weekend off, mm-hmm. letting them enjoy some sunshine, uh, the little bit of nice weather that we got. Announcers but I'm, I'm going to move that to a B plus for the Junior A League out here out west for giving us some lacrosse to watch while there was nothing else going on, unless you wanted to watch the PLL on TV, but for some local box lacrosse, a B plus goes to the BC junior a league for uh, giving us 
some uh, some good entertaining lacrosse to watch and close out the regular season. So there yeah. you go. Uh, I like it and smart for you know the young guys. They got lots of time to have summers off and all that sort of stuff, so they can play through long weekends. But I think this is something new here for the WLA to kind of break up the season. We're essentially at the midway point. Give these guys four or five days off in the middle of the season, recharge, a little family time, and then you come back for the stretch run and, and the playoff push here. So I like it. Junior lacrosse, keep it going. Senior lacrosse, a little break. B plus. Evan, uh, you've been focusing your attention. Now, I don't want people to get confused on this because I was. So you know if I am, then probably others are as well. Maybe not. But anyways, the world lacrosse championships, field lacrosse championships are going on for the women right now, senior women at Townsend down there in the USA. But the World Games are also coming up in just days away. Those are taking place in Birmingham, Alabama. And sixes lacrosse will be played at at the, at the World Games. World Field Lacrosse Championships, they're playing full, full-on field lacrosse. Birmingham, we're playing sixes. Both the men and the women will be in action. With the same rules. With the same rules. Thank you very much. The grade is A- minus here. And here's what it is. First off, once again, a thank you to TSN for taking the time, putting USA Canada, putting other Canadian games on television so that we can see this and people can start to look at lacrosse and obviously TSN is impressed enough with the viewership that is going on with lacrosse to give it the time that it's seeking right now. And this is all part of the discussion we've had for how many years, I think since you and I started podcasting together that lacrosse needs to be on TV, needs to get to a larger audience. And the fact of the matter is you go to tsn.ca, you can watch every game. You know, you can watch Jamaica play for Well, I think this is the difference here, Evan, is that, you know, ESPN is the platform that is producing all this content and these games, and TSN is Mm -hmm. picking it up because they're affiliates with ESPN. But the difference is, yeah, you can watch it online if you have a cable subscription, and you can stream these games at tsn.ca, but TSN is going a step further here Mm-hmm. and showing it on linear TV across the nation. And that's the next step, the next level that we're talking about here. Yeah, Absolutely. it's great to be able to have access to it online to stream, but when you're showing it on linear television, these are the casual sports fans that are coming across this because they're not going to search for it. They just change the channel and boom, there it is. Yeah, and the other side to this is an A-plus to Dana Doby because not only has she been a wrecking machine out there, but that one goal, which, how do you describe it? It's a, a backhanded elevator shot. That It was a rip. Right? Yeah, like this is the a, old shoveler. Was, yeah, the, the whirling and, dervish shot and, right to the top corner. Like, and, incredible. And for those that have never shot with a women's stick, to pull that off is twice as difficult as it is with a men's stick. It's crazy. But the thing was, she could have just turned, gotten away from the defender, and scored an easy goal. But taking the opportunity with a national audience to get something that's a highlight real goal, so people are going to see it. TSN was tweeting this video out, as was the Cross Sports Network, as was ESPN. That's the kind of thing that's going to grab people's attention, especially people that 
aren't lacrosse fans and can start to appreciate the game. Yeah, holy cow, can she shoot the ball? The the elder stateswoman, if you will, on Team Canada, along with Jimerson. And uh, we just talked to Troy Courtney, his daughter on, on that team as well, and playing very well. And they're up, up against it here against Team USA. They lost in the round robin 16, 11, 15, 11, something like that in the opener. But it should be those two teams in, in the final. Once again, Haudenosaunee will be in the mix as well. And uh, we'll see how it plays out come sixes as well. But check out your local TV listings for upcoming lacrosse games on, on TSN or ESPN, wherever it may be. So final letter grade there, Evan. What are you going? A what? So A minus just A-minus. because there, there, was a, there was a situation where the one game was lightning delayed and they, they missed part of it. Mm-hmm. But outside that, you know, once again, A, A plus just because – we're getting the content, the the Dana Dobie goal, and Knocking the fact it, that we're just I mean, we're Mother getting, Nature. We're getting, you're you're docking a letter grade because of Mother Nature, Evan. That's a little bit harsh. <laughs> no, I know that, but we're we're seeing more and more of this. You know, last week when you're talking with Paul Del Monte, they're trying to get more games on check and mm-hmm. things like this that can appeal to a larger audience, and it's something we've been screaming for for the last I don't know how many years. It's not behind a paywall anymore it's available to people yeah all right so we got uh we got an a minus we got a b plus and uh i'll bump it up to an a here for my boy trey deer have you guys been following along here to the junior a northman account on on instagram them posting up a few things that Trey. i had a chance to, to first see trey at the survivors cup uh just or under a year ago back there in aguasasne playing for the U19 uh, Northmen. This kid's a rookie. Did you see this? He's playing with a Woody in Junior A as a, rec- as a rookie and absolutely sniping top titty with it on a sub shot. Then I see another clip where he absolutely goes to town on this kid from Brampton, a speed bag job that Alex Krepensek would be proud of. This kid is doing it all, and I'm telling you right now here, lacrosse fans, Trey Deer is the next big thing on the horizon as far as players go. I have. it's So I love and hate when guys are using the woodies. I, I hate it because when I'm playing and I see somebody on the other team using one, I know my wrists are going to be so swollen at the end of the game. Like I know I'm just going to get beat up with this wooden stick. But I love it because it's – so hard to use one so at least from like what i've used like i can hardly pick up a ball when i'm using one of these things so for someone to be able to use it in the game and just fire these things bar down and just like on the go like it's it's not even a thought they're this is they're using this stick as good as anybody uses anything yeah i'm i'm thoroughly impressed and then yeah just and obviously trey being of indigenous descent like he's using it the right way and for the right reasons here. And this sure. is why I'm like so on board with it. And you're right, Tino. Like I played with one for a long time and it's not like to see what he's doing with it. You got to be exceptional to, to be slinging that thing around in that fashion. I remember back in the day, the, I don't know if they still do, but the nationals uh, D poles used to be, mm. Yeah. With a wooden pole. I don't know how they did it because Sid's, that man. The thing is just heavy, right? But when it connects, it's just bone crushing. I, I remember them playing the Germans 
at one of the worlds and just watching. Yeah, you're not going Germans. anywhere near that. Like a full, <laughs> you know, he's not talking about just the shaft. He's talking about a full length, long pole Woody. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, here, my man, you're getting an A this week here for Stampede Tack Lax Class Report Cards. Well done, everybody. Just take note here, people. This was three high letter grades this week. There's going to be a few weeks out there where some feelings may get hurt. Some people may get called out. And uh, it's just something that you're going to have to deal with. But this week, we're going all positive. Just saying, prepare yourself because it's not going to be like that every single week. Lax Class Report Cards are done. Now it's time for Lax Class Locks. It's locked. When you're right 52% of the time, you're wrong 48% of the time. I hereby declare lock of the week. Ooh, that's a big lock, all right. All right, Lax Class Locks, Cool Bet Canada. I just blew it last week. I don't even think I got in on the action here for our parlay, Evan. I've been my weekends have been a little bit different lately. How did how did we do? I don't have no, no we idea. Went, actually, you were the only one that got your. Oh well, right. there you go. <laughs> you know what happened, uh, boys? What but, happened? But Tino and I missed by the narrowest of margins because <laughs> you had chaos minus one and a half, and they won by two. Bucket. I had archers minus one and a half. They won by a single. Oh. and Tino, I think had. What, he took the over, over in the water. Over twenty-two dogs. and a half. And it was a 21 goal game, right? So it was. Uh, well, all we can do, all we can do, is go up from here. Then, right? Let's get back on the winning track this week, and you can do so as well. When you sign up for CoolBet, CoolBet.com, stay CoolBet responsibly. Uh, sign up your account, first time deposit. Use the bonus code. Lax class is your bonus code. One word, Lax class. Put that in when you make your first time deposit. CoolBet will match you up to two hundo. Give me free money. CoolBet.com. Bonus code LAXCLASS. No PLL this week, Evan. But the good folks at CoolBet are putting up odds for the world games going on there in Birmingham. Everybody's up there. They have who can medal, who's going to win the gold, women, men, all of it. So we're going to put a little parlay together, combo style. Evan, you can go first. Yeah, and also, so everybody knows, but maybe by the time you listen to this podcast, there will be single game odds up as well. There should be, yeah. There, there should be. And we're, so. we're not going to know the exact odds quite yet here at recording time either, but it'll be specifically odds privy to Lax Class Parlay and our customers here. Just know that you're getting a little deal yeah. courtesy of CoolBet. And also, you know, appreciation because obviously there's enough action happening on the cross that they're taking the time to put this up there, right? Hell yeah. You know, so what I've got is the women's gold medal. And, oh boy, this was almost a coin flip, but I'm going to take, and I know I'm probably going to get pounded about this, but oh, that's okay. Evan. I am taking the American women oh, by a hair. Yes, I'm going to take the American women to oh, win no. the gold medal. Uh, I don't know if I can authorize this. Well, but you know what? <laughs> I you, I'm looking back at the previous uh, World Lacrosse Festival there that they held last mm. fall. 
they split the games 1-1. The Americans dominated a bit in the second game, and they had a little bit more knowledge. This is sixes now, people. Don't forget. Evan, are you sure you don't want to change your pick before you do this? I'm <laughs> going to take the American women. Okay, to well, win the gold. just be aware here. You don't, I mean, you don't have to do Nobody is forcing you people to pick USA, <laughs> but if you want to. Get in on the lax class parlay. I guess you're stuck with Team USA winning the women's gold. I can't believe it. Uh, Tino, what do you got? Uh, yeah, so uh, people should know we're recording this on the 4th of July. Oh. So I'm a little tempted to pick the Americans, but I won't do it. Smart. Man. I absolutely will not do it. The men's gold w- gold medal winner will be Canada. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. And really hope it comes true. So I'm kind of left with either picking another team to medal or pick the silver medalist. Or you can pick the bronze medalist. I'm going to pick the silver medalist for the men. And I'm going with the Iroquois Nationals. Team Haudenosaunee here, fellas. Sixes. Let's remember this. This is They could win the gold for Pete's sake mm-hmm. here, guys. Like, don't kid yourself. So they give, lost to Canada by one goal twice, if I'm not mistaken. Give me the Haudenosaunee to finish in the silver medal position for the Manners. This is an excellent discipline for for them. Built, because, built oh, it, for them. Because because the thing is, the, the difficulty they've always had is the depth. You know, they've, they've got amazing top players, just don't have the depth that Canada and the USA have. With sixes, you only need 12 the depth isn't as big of an issue. And a guy like Lyle Thompson with that much space and time. This is what the Thompsons did growing up, Evan, in the backyard. This is the style of lacrosse that is almost made for the Haudenosaunee to play. Plus, Warren Hill is a decent field goalie. Better than decent, Evan. He's good. Yeah, He's better than decent. Very good. Very good goaltender is Warren Hill. So put it down right there. Women, USA. Boo. Um, just kidding. Takeda, <laughs> men, gold. Haudenosaunee, men, silver. That will be your lax class parlay on coolbet.com. Stay cool. All right, fellas. I think that is going to wrap up EP191. Another good one. Thanks for being a part of it. Thanks to our sponsors, Stampy Tack, Coolbet, Rycor, Associated Labels and Packaging, and of course, the new Westminster Salmon Bellies. I want to thank Dingo Troy accordingly for coming on the program, and to you, the loyal listener, for checking out Lax Class each and every week right here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Don't forget, review, subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening to this podcast right now. Give us a follow on social media, at Lacrosse Classified on Instagram, at Lax Class on Twitter. We've got a Facebook page, and email address is lacrosseclassified at gmail.com. Shem Lax, Ferratino, PXP for sports, and we are out of here for Evan Schemenauer and Tino Farah. I've been Jake Kelly. And for the fastest game on two feet, for the creator, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay classified. <laughs>